In the spring of 2021, Mickey Weems was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer and was given 6 to 12 months to live. This episode was recorded in July of 2022. My name is Donna Blanchard. While we recognize that Mickey is dying, we'd like to welcome you to another day of his life. Hello, Mickey Weems. Aloha, my kako. Aloha. How you're a little under the weather today. How, how are you feeling? I am. I overdid the 4th of July weekend. Uh-huh. Not one, not two, three nights at the club and went to a beach party on Monday. Oh, wow. Yeah, stupid. That's more than I could handle. It was more than I could handle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm paying for it now. Was it worth it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, good. Good. How how are you feeling? So physically, uh, you told us a little earlier, you took a COVID test and, and you're negative. You just think, do you think it's actually a virus or just you're a little rundown? Um, I think it might be a bacteriological because I'm on uh, amoxicillin and I think it's helping. Ah, okay. You know, the strep is with us all the time. Strep is all around us. And I know for a fact that if I let my immunities go down, the strep bug will jump on me. And I have a feeling that it might be that. Okay. How How do you feel emotionally? Interesting. Some things have been happening. And I wonder if it's a consequence because of getting sick. Do you care to elaborate? Yes, some spirits visited me. Uh, Color me intrigued. (laughs) Let's hear more about that. It happened this morning. Um, Well, as you know, because I feel, you know, bound to both worlds in a very interesting way to where I am in both of them right now. I've been waiting for something to happen to, to show that I'm in both worlds in a very strong way. And I've been getting some clues like um, coming up with really wise things to say that I didn't think were in me. Um, insights, I've been able to help people in ways that I didn't think were possible. Instances of near tele- telepathy have been occurring. Um, but for the first time, there's like there's like a a truly supernatural element and it was when i was waking up when i was when i was between sleep and awake this morning and i felt these presents and i think there were three of them and they were around me and they were communicating with me and i realized that they wanted to dance so what i figured was that they want to go dancing so i'm going to invite them out dancing maybe not tonight because tonight may not be the night to go dancing but you know, gonna you know, take them on out there and see what happens. So you know, who knows? It could be a figment of my imagination, or it could be something that you know has has a bit of substance to it. This is all new to me. This is new turf, so I don't know. But I do know for sure that for the last few weeks, that the the sentiments, or as I call them, the spirits that have been around me, have been dark. Doesn't mean they're bad. It just means they're dark. And so it's manifested in my conversations. You know, how are you doing? Well, the cancer's not too bad right now. It's kind of a bummer to say to somebody because, you know, I'm dying. Um, what are you working on? Oh, I'm working on a song. What's it called? On the day I die. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Yeah, what else are you working on? I'm working on a comic book. Oh, that's awesome. What's it about? Somebody with stage four terminal cancer. It's just like, it seemed like all I could talk about was death. And I was getting, I was, I was actually starting to hate myself. Is that all I have? You know, is that, is that the, the gist of my conversation every time somebody comes up to talk to me? And I must be a real downer to talk with if that's the case. So I ended up leaving an event early on Monday night. I didn't stick around for the fireworks just because I was, I was so tired of myself in public. I was so tired of the reactions I was giving. And I walked back from, uh, from Fort de Rusty to Kaka'ako, which was quite a chore for me, but I did it. So I was kind of happy that I did that, but it also allowed me to clear my head. Mm. So that, I mean, that's interesting. It, your death is a big part of your life right now. Um, but I, have you felt, so I want to break this down a little bit. You said you felt like you had some spirits around you that were dark. Did you, but this cancer has been a big part of your life for more than a year. Have you had times already to feel like you were tired of yourself because death was so much a part of your repertoire? I was starting to get there and it really hit home last weekend. It really, it really does. God damn. Yeah. Think of something else, Mickey. Change the topic of conversation. Be the light and fluffy and fun guy, right? Um, so, and, but I really wasn't feeling it because for another reason. Um, when I was, um, um, I had to, because uh, I was there for hours, I had to uh, uh, do the, um, the tubing. Mm -hmm. the, what, what, what do you call that when you stick the, the catheter? The, catheter, the catheterization, I had to do that. And, and at Durasi, unfortunately, the bathrooms have, they don't, they don't have doors on the stalls. So me getting ready to catheterize, if somebody walks by, they might think I'm a perv. Mm. And that made me feel really self-conscious. And so when I went back, I was already off kilter when I went back to sit with the crew. And it, a lot of times after doing it, I feel really uncomfortable and I did feel uncomfortable. And that, along with the fact that I'm in public, feeling uncomfortable after publicly nearly exposing myself, you know, in the, in the public bathroom, um, it really, it hit me really, really hard. And so I went up to Jared and I said, Jared, I'm having a meltdown. I need help. And he said, what can I do? And I said, just listen. Mm -hmm. And I told him what was going on and expressed it to him. And he was good. He was there for me. And he helped talk me down, calm me down. So that Crazy. helped out a lot. And then he showed me some of the moves for fire dancing, which is something I want to learn. That was the other big thing that I don't think I told you guys. Uh, last week was when I was at, when I gave Noel the money for the um, uh, cremation. Handed her the entire amount. So that is taken care of. I'm very, very happy about that. And I thought, well, since I'm going to go in the fire, I'd like to get to know the fire. So I'm going to start spinning fire as that process to getting, getting to know it. That's interesting. I, I, uh, let, let's go back for just a second. I want to say, I don't think we've talked about Jared yet. Jared is uh, someone that you've met with in the last few months who's become uh, a partner uh, of yours, a significant other. Yes. 
uh, my my age appropriate straight male friend. I love it. Uh, we could all use one of those. Um, and also the cremation money that was a result of the Kickstarter. Uh, right. that a friend of yours set up to raise those funds so no one would have to worry about finance for you. Um, and you're talking about the uh, where you were last weekend and inserting the catheter, that it was uncomfortable for you emotionally as well as physically? Yes. Yeah. That, that, that was a real problem that, you know, that I was not prepared to be so public. Yeah, I can imagine. When you, uh, when you were at that event, do you, I mean, I know you spend a lot of time with Jared. Uh, have you thought about making sure that you have someone there who could like stand guard at the bathroom stall or who, you know, who's can hold your hand if you need. That's what, that's what, that's what I talked to him about after, you know, after the fact, I said, yeah, that, that from now on, that's what's going to have to happen. Yeah. Um, and he's good with it. So the story with Jared, I don't, I don't think I told you, I told everybody this, but Jared and I met and we bonded relatively quickly uh, at, at the party, you know, with, with all that the party involves and intoxications. Well, later on that day, we met at DeRussi for Memorial Day. And I said to him, we're both stone sober. I said, oh, where are you going to live for the next few years? He said, I'm going to live in Hawaii forever. And I said, given that you're going to be in Hawaii, and given that I have only a few months, I said, would you be my companion for these last remaining months? And he said, yes. So it was like a proposal. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's awesome. this is also given that I will help him find a girlfriend. So that's, you know, it, it is... It is love with absolutely no strings attached. It is, it is basically um, a love story for the, for the uh, 2021, 2022. Because hmm. I, don't, I don't think that you could, you could have this configuration before. Well, I'm sure people had it before, but I don't think people would have understood it before because of the way we categorize things. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that you're, you are working on finding him a girlfriend. How, is that something that you would naturally do anyway? Yeah. Since then? Yeah. It doesn't sound like a string. It just sounds like a, something you would naturally want to do for someone you care about. Yeah, uh, his happiness is my happiness. Nice. That's really magical that you met. I'm so glad that you did. And we will have him on an episode in the near future. Because mm -hmm. um, I would love to meet this person. And um, I do want to say DeRossi is Fort DeRossi, which is a park in uh, Waikiki. Uh, and also a military, what is it? I've never been there, actually. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a military base. But, you know, it's, it's of course, because it is public beach. Anybody can go there. Yeah. And it has Halekoa, which is, you know, the house of the warriors, the hotel that the military personnel can stay at. Uh, okay, thank you for that. I didn't, I didn't even know how to describe it for people who aren't here on Oahu. So if you don't mind, I'd like to go back a little bit and talk about the spirits. Okay. Um, when you say that spirits have been around you and they're dark, I don't know what you mean. Are you, do you feel, and I'll tell you what, as someone who occasionally struggles with depression, particularly. Um, 
when, when I travel, when I'm with my family, which I just was for a, 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 a week, um, when I separate myself from them and I fly across the ocean, I go through uh, situational depression frequently. Um, and I feel that there is this, you know, this dark pall over me. I'm wondering how different that is from what you are feeling currently. I think it's different in that when I say dark spirits, I don't, I don't mean just dark feelings. I mean, beings that are there that help me with the dark things. So they're, they're good. They're good for me. They help me deal. Mm. They, they, they fulfill a function. They are beneficent. They're good. So, but after a while, you know, it's like they're kind of a downer. <laughs> So these these bright spirits that showed up this morning, they're party spirits. They're, they're, they want to have a good time. And I don't know their story, but it's kind of nice to have them. And, and, I, and, I, and I tested them because there's something you can do as a Muslim. There's a uh, surah called Al-Falak. Surah Al-Falak, which means the surah of the dawn. And What's goes, a surah? Uh, What's a surah? A, a surah is a chapter from the Quran. Okay, thank you. And Muslims recite chapters from the Quran for various reasons, just to pray or for protection or for actually almost to cast spells. And I, I, I do both. I, I do them for protection, which is, you know, kind of spell casting for protection, a warding thing. So this one is especially powerful. It goes, let's see. Kula udubi rabil falak, minshri machalak, wa minshri hasikini da wakab, wa minshri and that means um, I take say I take refuge in the Lord of the dawn and all of the evils he has created. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's talking about the evils that God creates, uh, the evils of the darkness of night, the evils of witches, and the evils of the envier who envies. That's, that, that's what this is meant to protect you from. So I said that, and I said, okay, spirits, you guys, you, you listening? You listening? I'm saying this directly to you. If you can't handle this, then be gone. If you can, then fine, you can stick around. And, so we'll see. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. And do you feel that there are, could you describe the feeling a little bit when you know that these spirits are present? Well, this is what was so unique. And it was, of course, in a dream state um, where it was as if they were standing in a doorway with light shining through, uh, kind of like looking in and saying, okay, let's go. So I said, well, I kind of like you guys. Yeah, let's do this. And how did, did has this happened? Did this sort of thing happen before you had cancer? Never. It's never happened to me before in my life. And when was the first time you noticed this? This morning. Oh, oh, okay. So it's a brand new thing. Yeah. And I thought, okay, okay this makes sense, considering where I'm at in my life, that more things like this would be happening. Yeah. So you feel like they are there to help you. It's almost like I've been waiting for this. You know, because I know that I've been between worlds and I know that that that's, that that carries a degree of power with it, a degree of insight 
And I've been waiting for it to really manifest itself in ways that would be more obvious, right? So it's kind of cool to see. Now, you know, granted, this is all happening in my head. So mm -hmm. people can say, Mickey, that's just all in your head. And I would say, you're right. Um, but just because it's in my head does not mean that it's not real. So um, from the experiences I've had in life with very real things and with dangerous things, I've learned to pay attention to the, the two uh, incidences like these, that they may indicate something more than just uh, an illusion, than just uh, um, a phantasm. Yeah, I when my uh, when we had my dad had uh, dementia as a result of a, um, a car accident, and when uh, he lived for many many years after the accident, but when it was time to put in, him in hospice, a friend of mine gave me a little booklet that um, she had gotten when her, one of her parents passed from Alzheimer's. And it talked about how people, when, as people get closer to their transition, they spend more time in, they seem to spend more time in, um, with loved ones who have passed on uh, and with, uh, in their childhoods often happens with dementia, uh, um, but al also that there's, they're finding more and more, they are finding comfort in those places. So, I mean, I agree. I've always felt like, um, you know, placebo effect, who cares if it's placebo or real, if you, if the effect is good, it mm -hmm. is good. And if you feel that you are comforted, um, whether it's your, I mean, to some, if you believe that we are all connected and we're all made up of the same atoms as stardust, then whatever's going on in your head is going on. I have a feeling that this is going to result in some extraordinary experiences that will confirm, but we'll see, you know, if it doesn't, it doesn't, if it does, Ooh, okay, cool. I'm happy that you, that comfort came into your life, regardless Thank of you. how. Yeah. So do, um, do you mind talking a little bit about the feeling of being ill while you are going through everything else? You know, you said you were, um, I'll just say we uh postponed this recording a little bit because um uh you were feeling a little down uh i think you don't have to talk about that at all but you're feeling a little down emotionally and now you're actually down physically along with the path that you're currently on is it any different to get physically ill now i bet you that the reason why we postponed it was because i didn't know it but that i was coming down with something um and that, that's what was knocking me off kilter. Okay. So I have a feeling that, that, that the two are working together hand in hand. Gotcha. But there's something to be said about illness as a gateway to the spirit world. Hmm. You see that over and over and over again in the literature. So I'm not surprised that, you know, that these spirits show up to me at a moment when I am not feeling them 100%. Have you... 
um, this illness that you have now, have you been in touch with your doctors about it? Nope. Oh, yeah, actually, actually, I have one doctor, yes. Okay. And that's where the amoxicillin comes in. Probably, you probably would have gotten in touch with your doctor more quickly than, say, two years ago. Yep. If that had happened. Yeah. Do you, um, do, does this, say, imagine that you had this same, came down with the same bug two years ago. Can you compare that imaginary time with now? Well, the, the thing is that this is not really unexpected. Um, if I party too long, my immunities do go down and I do get sick. And a lot of times it is strep. So this is, you know, it's pretty much par for the course. Okay. Okay, good. And, and I mean, you seem like you're not uh, in a state of, oh, this is a landslide I'm looking at. It just sounds like you, you partied hard. Probably the same thing would have happened to me. Uh, and a lot of people and um uh are is it gonna get in the way of your dancing plans tonight yes it will i'm pretty because right now it feels so good to lay down i can't see me going out dancing tonight yeah give myself a break and have fun tomorrow yeah good through through the months that we've been talking you've never laid down for a conversation and that's what mickey is doing right now understandably I, uh, we, we've just got a minute left. Um, so I want to say that I oh, thank you very much for taking this time to talk to us while you're not feeling a hundred percent physically. I hope that you are not un you know, anytime you got the sniffles, it's uncomfortable. I hope that it's not, doesn't uh, interfere with a good night's sleep for you. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. I think I'm going to make this a single podcast evening. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, and for our listeners, we often will record two or three. We even have recorded four episodes in one evening before, but it makes absolute sense that we don't do that tonight. So on that note, we're, I'm going to go ahead and let you go and wish you a really good night's sleep. Thank you, Mickey. All right, folks, I'll see you. I'll see you next time. Aloha. Aloha. I'm Donna Blanchard. James Charisma is our producer. Susan Wright is our content advisor, PR agent, and support team member. Music generously donated by Kainani Kahaunaele from her Hoku Award-winning album, Waipunale. We're all here to support our friend Mickey and help him help all of us to learn about living while dying.